Welcome to the Faith and Culture Now podcast. I'm Scott Schiffer, and today I'm joined by Randall Worley. Randall, as always, it's great to have you with us. Yeah, it's great to be here. So today we're going to be talking about the idea of thankfulness. Uh, We are coming into the holiday season. We've just passed Halloween. We've got Thanksgiving right around the corner. And then, of course, we have Christmas after that. And um, for, for many people, the holidays... Uh, obviously represent a time of being with family, being with loved ones, sharing your life with others. Uh, For other people uh, who have lost loved ones, they're going through a time of grief. And Christine and I talked about that recently in a podcast dealing with uh, All Souls Day. And uh, so now we're going to be talking about the idea of thankfulness. And whether you're with family, whether you're alone, um, it's important to have an attitude of thankfulness to God, gratefulness to God for what he has given you. And I think it's not only important in the Thanksgiving season, but also throughout the year for us as Christians to remain thankful for what God has done in our lives, done in our community, done in our world, and done in reference to our own salvation and the salvation of humanity. And so with that being sort of a jumping off point, Um, let's talk for a few minutes just about um, maybe why it's important to remain in an attitude of thankfulness. So Randall, what are some of your thoughts on why it's important for Christians to be thankful to the Lord and uh, just uh, in life in general, be thankful towards those who work around you and those who interact with you and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. um, I think, uh, Gratitude and thankfulness are are things that I think are kind of basic to human contentment. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the people, I don't think, sometimes realize that the more self-centered you become and the more entitled you get and the less uh, grateful you are for the things that have been placed in your hands, uh, the the less uh, enjoyable your life becomes. Uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a tremendous point of connection between, I think, gratitude and uh, I'm not going to say happiness because I think as a mm-hmm. culture, we, we think of that as kind of the goal of human existence. And I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely wrong. Uh, if you chase happiness, you're never going to get it. Uh, you've got you've to chase after bigger things. And, and happiness will, will accompany those things. But um, I, I think a lot of times, and I, I feel like just in my lifetime, I've seen an erosion of, of the sense of gratefulness and gratitude and thankfulness for things and, and, a, and a, a rise in a sense of uh, entitlement that, you know, we feel like we are owed certain things, you know, like we deserve to be happy. People say things like that. You deserve to be happy. Why? You might be a jerk. Maybe you don't deserve to be happy. You know, maybe some of your misery is self-inflicted, you know, and uh, a lot of times uh, I I think we've, we've, we've shifted the focus. And the reason I think, and this is probably maybe a more fundamental reason. Uh, gratitude comes from accepting our position before God. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a recognition that we are finite, that we have been created, not we didn't create ourselves, but that we owe our existence to someone other than ourselves. 
and that therefore anything we have is a gift. Anything that has been placed within our sphere of influence uh, is something we did nothing to earn. And uh, life itself is that, you know, the bodies we, uh, we, are, we are in, you know, and, and uh, I hope I'm not sounding platonic there, but we are living souls because God so made us. And uh, I think gratitude is a recognition of that. It's a recognition of the fact that we owe our existence to God. And if we, if we don't have that, I think it kind of skews our whole life. Mm-hmm. And we live uh, very frustrated and angry uh, with a sense that, you know, if other people have this, then I have a right to it, too. And, you know, we, we have this very demanding attitude towards life that I think is counterproductive. It, it, make, it, it lessens the quality of our life rather than making it better. Yeah. Uh, you're reminding me of two Don Henley songs for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, the first is this old song called The Heart of the Matter. Uh, and one of the lines in the song says, if you carry around anger, it'll eat you up inside. Uh-huh. Um, and the other yeah. song he sang is called My Thanksgiving, which is also kind of an old song, but much later than the other one and uh, or much more recent than the other one. And um, uh, in that song, he talks about how an angry person can only get so far until he reconciles the way he thinks things ought to be with the way things are in reality. And yeah. Um, he also in that song mentions, you know, like a tree, you're put where you're planted and you flourish when you learn how to accept um, the situation and status you're in uh, yeah. with an attitude of gratefulness and gratitude. Um, yeah. It also reminds me of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus says, you've heard it said, don't murder. Uh, but I tell you, you know, don't be angry with your brothers, you know, don't. Yeah don't carry around this attitude of angry, you know, anger and um, uh, just this attitude of I'm, I'm so upset with everyone and the things they're doing around me and things aren't as they should be. Um, He also, I think, uh, you know, expects us to have this attitude of, you know, not only contentment, but also of service. And you mentioned people have this attitude of entitlement a lot of times. Um, Entitlement is sort of this serve me attitude and, right. uh, you know, the attitude of service is how can I contribute to others? How can I love my neighbor as myself? And, um, you know, the, the more you do for others, it tends to be more rewarding for you uh, emotionally and uh, spiritually uh, because you're not just being that self-centered per- person focused on what am I getting? What am I getting? But also, uh, you know, how am I making this world a better place? How am I impacting these for, you know, these other people for the good of our society, uh, for their spirituality, for our spirituality? Uh, and, and I think when we have the, you know, it's something we tell our kids a lot here, Lindsay and I, is that, um, you know, uh, well, let me, let me back up a little bit. When certain things aren't done around the house that are supposed to be done, such as just taking your plate to the sink, yeah, or that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things that I'll say is, hey, look, you know, I'm not here to serve you, uh, or rather, uh, I'm not your servant. You know, you're not entitled to um, me doing all this for you. You have to contribute to the family. You know, I do this for you, this for you, and this for you, but you got to do this, this, this. These are your responsibilities. And, 
when when we work together and um, uh, you know everybody's doing their part, things just tend to run a lot more smoothly. But anytime someone gets the idea of, hey, everybody, you know, I'm going to be the center of your universe, cater to me, cater to my needs and my wants, um, yeah. it, it ends up leading sort of down a down a path where um, I, I think it's just it's unproductive for the group, for the community. Uh, it's the same yeah. in churches, you know, everybody's got a spiritual gift they should be using in the church. Um, but when people are not using their gifts and they're saying, you know, hey, everybody else, focus on me. Well, that takes the focus off Christ, takes the focus off serving one another. It takes the focus off uh, really all the places where it should be. And uh, it leads to discontentment. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, we, we are given so much in this world. Um, I mean, I read something the other day that if you're making over, I think it said $50,000 a year, you are in the top like 10% of the world's highest income families or, you know, groups. And, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people in the United States that are making less than that. There's a whole lot that are making more. And, um, you know, we're a very blessed country. And, um, you know, we, we practice Thanksgiving uh, as a reminder of our um you know, freedoms that we gained by coming to the new world, uh, primarily religious freedoms, but also uh, freedoms to work and sort of build your own society. Um, and that's what we've done here in America is we've built a society where people can essentially do what they want to do. I mean, there are still countries around the world that you take a test in ninth grade and it tells you what your career is going to be for the rest yeah. of your life. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's not really reality for us. So, right. Um, there's just so much to be grateful for. And I think that when we live with a mindset of gratefulness, then um, it, it tends to, uh, it tends to really shift our outlook and perspective on life, but it also brings a lot more contentment and fulfillment to all the things that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think one, one mistake I think a lot of people make about gratitude and thankfulness is that I think the assumption is that you have to have kind of a baseline level of comfort before uh, you can be expected to be thankful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we in the Western world, we in the United States, well, we can compare ourselves to people in, in third world nations and say, well, of course, I, it's almost a moral obligation to be grateful because my life circumstance is so much better, um, so much more comfortable. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it, it's demanded of me that I be grateful. But I think it's a mistake to think that gratitude is connected to how well off we are comparatively. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people in third world countries oftentimes uh, exceed us in gratitude, in thankfulness, uh, and their life conditions are, are ones that we would feel cheated if we were reduced to them. We would feel somehow slighted by God if he allowed us to fall into such living circumstances. And yet, to discover that gratitude has nothing to do with how much or little we have, how easy or hard our life is, how uh, pleasant or, or unpleasant circumstances may be at any given moment. I'm, I'm reminded of, I was trying to look this up, uh, I read it this week in First Thessalonians 5, 
Paul says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, mm -hmm. for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, and I, I think of Paul, he was not wealthy. Uh, he had no accumulated wealth, no property that he owned. Uh, in fact, you know, he ends his life in utter poverty. His final letter, he's saying, Timothy, when you come, bring my cloak because it's cold. That's right. Uh, you know, it's, uh, he did not accumulate the kinds of things that we associate with, with contentment or happiness. And yet, he issues this command because it's something he's discovered about living life that God wants for us to cultivate attitudes of gratitude because not because he needs to be reminded of how awesome he is. Uh, God knows that he doesn't need us to tell him, but because we need to be reminded mm -hmm. we're the ones who benefit from, from an attitude of gratitude. It, it, it completely transforms the way we deal with the hard things in life. If we understand that there are so many positives that uh, are gifts of grace and that we are operating on the basis of that in life, uh, that, that makes the hardships and the losses and the challenges so much more bearable. But Certainly. when we take for granted every good thing we have and we are only concerned with the things we don't like, then we live in utter misery. That, that's no life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also think you've been talking about living for others rather than for ourselves. I'm convinced that's the biblical answer to human existence. We were created not for ourselves, but for God and each other. And until we engage that as the way we live life, we're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. We were not designed to function that way. And uh, I think it's important to recognize that contentment is not connected uh, to us having certain things. I think contentment is much more connected to significance. And mm -hmm. you only achieve that to the degree that you affect others for good. I think that's a really great word. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Paul in, in uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy a moment ago about the cloak. Uh, it's yeah. interesting because in that same uh, general area of the passage, uh, in that letter, he says something to the effect of, I've run my race. And then he says, you know, uh, just like God protected Daniel from the lions, he's protected me. But yeah. he's in prison on death row. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so he's not even saying, you know, hey, look, God's going to get me out of this circumstance. He's saying mm -hmm. in the midst of my circumstance, knowing I'm about to die, God has still delivered me in the same yeah. way he delivered Daniel. And he says, in fact, God's going to deliver me into his kingdom, meaning yeah. um, I find my full uh, deliverance by going into the presence of the Lord. And uh, yeah. so, you know, you've got this guy saying, be thankful. And, you know, you've got this guy saying, um, you know, be grateful to who God is and what he's done in your life, regardless of what's happening in the world around you. Uh, you also mentioned um, this idea of significance. And, um, you know, our significance is really felt when we make a difference for others. 
You know, I think you're absolutely right. You know, everybody wants to feel like, you know, they're significant, but nobody says I'm significant in and of myself. You know, uh, it's, it's always, you know, well, what do other people think? Well, we ask what other people think because we're wired for community. We're wired to uh, have relationships with others and we want our relationships to be meaningful uh, we want yeah. people to recognize us. We also want to recognize others who have been influential and significant in our lives. And yeah. uh, I think the other thing I wanted to sort of bring up today is the idea of thankfulness and prayer. Um, you know, uh-huh. So, you know, I typically uh, will lead our family in prayer before meal. And it's very quick. Usually, you know, God thanks for the food and for the fellowship we have today or whatever else. And, and yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, so I, um, my daughter says, well, you say the same prayer a lot, you know, at dinner and, and, uh, you know, and I say, well, I do, but it's because I want to remind everyone and myself to be grateful and have yeah. gratitude for what we have on the table and to remember that everything we have comes from the Lord. And yeah. so, you know, the purpose of that prayer isn't really to, uh, you know, hash out everything in our lives because then, you know, your food gets cold and everything else, but uh, also because, you know, really it's just, it's a moment to be grateful and show respectfulness. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I also think in prayer, we get really hung up on, Hey God, please do this and do this and do this and do this. And not just for ourselves, you know, so-and-so is sick and so-and-so has cancer and so-and-so had a car wreck and so-and-so yeah. has a math test or whatever else. Um, we pray and pray and pray for others. Uh, but we don't always follow up on those prayers. We don't always say, hey, God, you know, um, thanks for delivering that person from, you know, the pneumonia. And God, thanks yeah. for allowing this person to have a successful chemo treatment this week. Yeah. And uh, it, it seems to me that we do need to have, uh, myself included, obviously, uh, more thankfulness in not just our mealtime prayers, but also uh, our, our communal prayers and our our daily prayers for our devotional time or with our, you know, kids at night or, or whatever else. Um, because it's important for us not only to think about the things we need God to do for us, but it's also important to uh, acknowledge the things he's done that we've already prayed about. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. I, sadly, so many times prayer devolves into Santa Claus, you know, it, you've got your list, your wish list of things you want from God. And uh, that's why I, we're coming up on Christmas before we know it. And one of my big pet peeves about Christmas is how theology is so distorted with the whole Santa Claus thing and kind of merit based grace. Uh, you know, if you're good, you get gifts. If you're not, you don't. That's not the gospel. That's the exact opposite of the gospel. And um, people think of God the same way. You I've been going to church. I've been praying. I've been reading my Bible. So therefore, here's Mm -hmm. my list of demands, you know, and uh, and when you're doing all those things and something difficult happens, you feel like God has failed his end of the deal, you know, that somehow, why does God allow this kind of thing? Uh, You know, talking about the example of Paul and talking about being, giving thanks in all circumstances. I mean, this guy was beaten within an inch of his life multiple times, Mm -hmm. not just, I mean, he was stoned and left for dead. He was, I mean, it's not like he had an easy go of it. And, you know, the picture of him in the prison in, in Philippi, 
where they've unjustly grabbed him and uh, even being a Roman citizen and supposedly immune to this, they have beat him with rods and chained him up. And in the middle of the night, he's singing praises to God. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a perfect example of how gratitude has nothing to do with circumstance. It has everything to do with, with understanding who God is and who we are in him and how circumstances are just here and they, they're, they're here for a bit, but they're not going to stick around. Um, and uh, I, I find Paul challenging uh, in, in, a, in a great way. I, I, I aspire to that level of, of uh, selling out to, to what it means to walk in Christ, you know. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. think uh, it's it's definitely challenging to to see not only Paul but even other you know people in the uh, in, in the scriptures who all tend to have things you know pretty hard. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you think about David, and uh, yeah, he's praising the Lord, and Saul's chasing him and trying to kill him, and he has an opportunity to kill Saul. And he even says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it because God's anointed him. And even though I have this opportunity, I just, I don't think it would be, you know, the integral thing to do. It wouldn't be right, right. for the Lord. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, you know, barely getting anything to eat and, you know, on the run. And uh, yeah. then you have, you know, guys like Ezekiel who live practically, you know, a significant portion of their existence in exile. Uh, but not only, you know, I mean, Ezekiel is in exile, but he's almost in like a, an, uh, you know, like a, oh, what do you call it? Like a compound or yeah. concentration camp type setting. I mean, he's in a yeah. really bad place. And granted, most of the, the, you know, the things God tells him to tell the people are not very positive. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this is happening to you all because of, you know, these bad choices yeah. you made. But, but he's with them. He's with them in this, yeah. and everything they face, he's facing too, even though he's not guilty of all the same things they're guilty of. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, um, you know, in, in our, in our lives, I think we just really need to um, really work on gratitude. And yeah, I think Thanksgiving is a wonderful time to, to think on what you're grateful for. Uh, but hopefully it can also be this year and for a lot of folks, a starting off point uh, for a, continuous attitude that will not just go through the holidays, but, but continue on. Um, I think of, you know, children on Christmas morning opening gifts and, uh, you know, sometimes it's a, uh, well, this isn't what I wanted. Other times it's like, wow, this is great. <laughs> sometimes it's, well, I didn't get enough gifts, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, we need to have this attitude of gratefulness, you know, be thankful for what yeah. gifts you get, uh, or any gifts you get. We sort of had the same, you know, same thing with Halloween, right? People go around to doors, knock on doors to get the candy. And, uh, you know, a child can either say thank you or they can say, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it's like, yeah. well, sorry, you know, that's the candy these people have. Be grateful that they <laughs> are willing to give you something. So uh, gratefulness and thankfulness, uh, you know, really carry with us into more or less any and every circumstance, any special day. Um, you know, we have Veterans Day where we remember the people that have fought for this country. We should be grateful for them. Uh, we should also, you know, uh, you know, Memorial Day is kind of the same way. President's Day, the same way. Martin Luther King Day. Uh, yeah. you know, all these days are days to practice gratefulness and gratitude towards those who have gone before us. Um, yeah. 
you know, I mean, and honestly, even Valentine's Day is an opportunity to be grateful to your spouse or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend uh, for what they mean in your life and the connection Mm -hmm. you guys have and, and so on and so on. So, yeah, yeah. I was glad to hear you talk about uh, giving thanks as a, a kind of a daily ritual. Um, I know uh, some people think of it as just uh, meaningless repetition. And I, I agree, if that's what you're doing, you probably shouldn't. Um, you know, Jesus warned us against meaningless repetitions the way the Gentiles do, you know. But I think it's such a wonderful opportunity and there's so much in in the bible you know you think uh, in leviticus when god was helping israel lay down some patterns for living that would provide daily constant reminders of things like the importance of holiness of living as a people set apart to god and recognizing that god makes a distinction between what is right and what is wrong what is acceptable and what isn't so diet was a huge way of representing to the world around them. Uh, there are some things that God has told us are clean. We'll eat these. Some things God has said are unclean. We won't eat these. And we get to the New Testament and clearly God intended that as an illustrative uh, concept. Uh, Jesus did declare all foods clean, but uh thinking of that, you know, every single day, every meal you ate was a reminder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think there's something to be said for developing patterns in our prayer life where we, we have a constant thing in our day that is a, another point to remind us that everything I have, God has given to me. And I'm like you, I, 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 I'm dogged about uh, giving thanks for food because I'm, I'm aware of how much I need to remind myself constantly. Uh, of God's goodness to me. It's easy to become self-involved and assume that every good thing God has given me is just because I'm so awesome, but it isn't. And uh, these patterns, uh, you may be saying a very similar thing over and over, but it's, it's an, it's like telling your wife, I love you. You know, just because you say it a lot doesn't mean you shouldn't be saying it. Uh, if it's yeah. genuine and, and what's going on, then do it often, you know, or vice versa. Just because you told her once doesn't mean you never need to tell her again. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. Right. And, uh, you know, I think, too, you mentioned, you know, um, the idea of us, uh, you know, feeling like, oh, I deserve this or, you know, whatever. You know, I, I think the other thing is sometimes you begin to become self-reliant. I provided this, I did this, I did this. This is all about me. Look at what I've done. And I think the prayer uh, helps keep you grounded a bit to go, well, God's allowed me to do this. God's worked with me through this. God's walked through this with me, but not necessarily. All right. I, you know, I put the food on the table. Well, in some sense you did put the food on the table, but in another sense, you know, um, you are grateful to the Lord for giving you the abilities needed to be yeah. able to put the food on the table, you know? So 
Um, yeah, I like to encourage anyway. people to kind of track those things backwards. You know, I put the food on the table. How did you do that? Well, I went out and worked uh, in the fields. Okay, so who gave you the arms you have? Who gave you the strength and the ability to do that? Or, you know, I'm, I'm really smart and I invested my money very well. And okay, well, who gave you the brain you have? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you didn't give it to yourself. And even if you yeah. have developed it, uh, the fact that you had anything to develop is a gift uh, and the opportunities to do so. And, you know, employment, not everybody who wants a job gets a job. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. everything is, is there, there's so many, there's so much that's completely outside of our control. And uh, we live in such a self-centered individualistic society that I don't think people recognize how utterly dependent we are on God for mm-hmm. everything. That's right. And uh, you know, in reality, we should recognize that we are dependent on God for everything. And um, our dependence on him um, reminds us of our order in creation. It yeah. reminds us of our value as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, God values us enough to give us the abilities and the brains and the arms and the, uh, yeah. just whatever to, to do, not only what we want, but also what he's called us to do, which is to build a community as his representatives, uh, his yeah. caretakers, if you will, of this world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Randall, thanks so much for your time today. For those of you guys listening, uh, happy Thanksgiving season. Uh, I hope that uh, as you ponder what we've said today, you'll uh, think about living uh, more, uh, I guess, um, you know, more conscientiously in an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness. And uh, we will see you guys next time on the Faith and Culture Now podcast.